This is the 150th episode and third year anniversary episode of The Overthinkers. And so we're dedicating this episode with both Nathans, Nathan Clarkson and Nathan Share, to discussing how do you create a community like The Overthinkers or The Inklings uh, like C.S. Lewis and Tolkien had? We discuss this and more on this very special episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, occupational ultra-crepidarian, and with me as always is my magnetically misanthropic co-host. Nathan Clark's an actor, author, filmmaker, and someone who keeps on doing things um, no matter what for no matter how long, if I like them, even if it doesn't pay. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with us, as usual, is our podcast producer, our purveyor of punditry, our curator of clever cutaways, Nathan Share. Hello, Nathan. Welcome back to the show. Hey, bunny boy, you forgot one thing. I'm also smarter than the average bear. It's true. <laughs> he actually is. And also, he's always actually here. He's kind of like your conscience. I judge you. I'm your conscience. He's just, <laughs> he is always here, uh, as you will, as is referenced by the cutaways. What can I say except you're welcome? Um, so, just yes. note. Everyone. I wouldn't say I'm a good conscience, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that was never, that was never specified. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> never promised. Well, we have, um, you're right, uh, Nathan Share, or as we call him up, Nathan A, as opposed to Nathan 1, who is Nathan Clarkson. Uh, we, um, he's, he's always here, but he's not always on, uh, on, uh, the, uh, the mic, um, but Thank he is, God. Today. <laughs> we forced him into this, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he is today, uh, because today is our 150th episode and our third year anniversary. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, anniversary, anniversary today. today. Have happy, happy, happy anniversary. Can you believe do do that? I, I always actually timed it that well. That does not sound like <laughs> no, well, so we get we take two weeks off. It's 52 weeks a year. We take two weeks off. And That's so what it is. yeah, exactly. Perfectly so. planned. Oh, yes, right. We meant to do this. <laughs> Praise Elderby. <laughs> which is a joke uh, that people listen. Speak of that, everybody. Sorry. Yes. That is a old joke, which I won't explain. I'd rather you didn't. Um, but yes, anyway. Uh, but yeah, we're we're here, we're hanging out, and uh we're going to discuss how you can find a community and build a community like the Overthinkers uh, or the Inklings. But first, if people want to get more into our community and engage more with our content, where can they go, Nathan? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and send us all of their love and hate mail. And also keep a lookout there in the next couple months. We are going to be putting out a booklet pamphlet kind of thing that will help you kind of begin to understand about how you can maybe curate and create a space where you can have a community like us, like like we do uh, in the Overthinkers, like the Inklings have, and like so many other great groups have. So keep a lookout for that. It's a little fun pamphlet we'd love for you to have to kind of get inspired to do this um, in and around the world you inhabit. Uh, you can also go to meet other Overthinkers on our Overthinker Facebook page. It's a private group with over 10,000 or even more than that members. Yeah. 
um, where we are having great discussions about all the stuff we talk about on the podcast every day, and as well as a steady stream of memes to keep you, <laughs> intellectual memes to keep you smiling throughout your day. Uh, so head on over there. We'd love to have you join. And if you do enjoy the podcast, and if you have enjoyed the podcast for these three years um, and 150 episodes, and you'd like us to continue, this is a threat. We're going to continue, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Um, <laughs> But if you do enjoy it and you have enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review and sharing with a friend. This is just caring. It's right. It really is. I do like the audacity of our group that it's like, you know, where we are, you know, first of all, I'd like to thank the fans and listeners because the reason we still do this is because you, you know, are are always listening and and we thank you for that. But it is, I love that just the the audacity of of this group that, you know, where we're already like, you know what? we are so great you know that it's usually you become a little bit more famous before you start a booklet like that or you're like you know here's how you become like us yes exactly (laughs) we we're gonna release a booklet how to become like us that's exactly what it is yes exactly uh icarus your wings are already melting you're not even that close to the sun (laughs) exactly we're barely reached you know a a skyscraper level and already our our wings are melting Uh, but Anyway, all right. Well, so everybody get ready to get started on the topic? Let's no, do it. let's do it anyway. Okay. Right. He said. Yes. All right. Well, so most people fantasize about finding a community of like-minded people that they can share life with and change the world with. It shows up in our TV shows like Friends, books like Harry Potter, movies like The Avengers, and legends like King Arthur. History also gives us examples to envy, whether it's Jesus and his 12 apostles, Socrates Academy, or C.S. Lewis and Tolkien's writer's group, the Inklings. It's no secret that people struggle these days with finding community of this kind or any kind. According to PBS, survey says 60% of Americans claim to be lonely on a regular basis. According to Survey Center on American Life, Americans today have fewer friends and talk to them less often than they did 30 years ago. In 1990, less than one-third, 27%, said they had three or fewer close friends, while today that number is close to half, 49%. Even worse, according to the Washington Post piece, Americans are choosing to be alone. Americans are spending fewer and fewer hours each week with the friends they do have, from six hours back in 2014, when time spent with friends started trending downward, to four hours today. A lot of that is due to loss of community more broadly in American society, with um, with uh, which gives people fewer opportunities to meet, curate, and gain support for lifelong relationships. The political scientist Robert D. Putnam published his study Bowling Alone, the Collapse and Revival of American Community in 2000 for much too much praise for its breadth of research. The book documents the decline of sociability in the U.S. since the 1950s by tracing the dwindling number of Americans frequenting religious and civic organizations, volunteer work, sports clubs, hobbyist schools, and so on. But as the Guardian piece, Is America Suffering a Social Recession, points out, things are even worse now than when Robert Putman published. If we take just one metric, in 1999, according to Gallup, 70% of Americans reported belonging to a church, synagogue, or mosque. By 2020, two decades after Putman's book, it was already down to 47%. Obviously, a lot of these stats have to do with America, but much of this is reflected in surveys of other developing and developed nations as well. So, Nathan, we intentionally built our overthinkers community around the Inklings. So can you give our listeners sort of a crash course on like who the Inklings were and why uh, we built them sort of as a model and and how we went about modeling them. Yeah, uh, which Nathan, you're gonna have to be specific. I have <laughs> no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> I have an inkling, I have an inkling that he's not talking oh! about. <laughs> Nathan won. All right. So, okay. 
So this is something that, as you pointed out, I think everyone wants, right? And because I, I wanted it. And one of the reasons that we're here right now is because I think all of us wanted it. But the it I'm talking about that all of us kind of want, Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want is this thing that we've seen throughout history multiple times. And it's not just random people hanging out. We've all done that in Bible studies. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not even just um, big groups of people spending time to get time together. To me, there's a marked difference because those are both good things. There's a marked difference in just socializing, having a good social life mm -hmm. and people around you, and then finding those few people with whom you share um, values, with whom you share a life trajectory, with whom you share dreams, and then choosing to regularly spend time with them. And I think there's a natural desire for that in all of us, right? And, you know, to quote Anne Shirley from Anne Green Gables. Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Um, we're all looking for kindred spirits and that kind mm. of that close-knit group with whom we can share our lives, our dreams, our trajectories. And so I think all of us, um, before we kind of started this, we were looking for that. And one of the models that we had was the Inklings. For those of you who don't know, the Inklings was a group um, that took place in Oxford, England. And in the group was about four or five, again, small, but they all had this thing in common. They were all writers, imaginators, um, creatives. And it had people like uh, C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien, Warren Barfield. And so you had these great minds that we all know who wrote some of the most impactful and famous and beloved books of the 20th century. And you have them all meeting regularly in this pub called The Burden Baby in Oxford, England. Um, or that's what they called it. It's called the Eagle and Child. That's what they, <laughs> after a while, I think it's very funny and shows you their pith. But a lot of their interactions, if you read about this, was just them being friends. It was just them talking, it was just them um, sitting in a pub and eating food and arguing about things. But I would argue that from that group, that their work was actually, that their, their mark on history mm -hmm. um, owes a lot to that group. Mm -hmm. where they were sharpened, where they were inspired, where they were supported. And the thing is, it's not just this group we can see this evidenced by. As Joseph pointed out, there's a lot more dating back through a lot of history. You have the Mandarins, um, which had all of the philosophers that we know, the 20th century philosophers like Camus and Sartre, and they would all meet and they would talk. You have these other groups like the Odin, I can't remember, uh, the uh, Odin something, um, Stratford on Odin, and that had F. Scott Fitzgerald and um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Hemingway and a few other writers you would know. Um, and they would all meet in this bookshop and they would talk about things and they would uh, converse. And you keep on going further and further back. Um, even here, you know, in New York City, where we started, there was another group called The Studio, and it was Andy Warhol mm -hmm. and, uh, oh, what's his name? I'm, <laughs> I'm forgetting all the names. Bob Dylan. Um, uh, he wrote uh, uh, Truman Capote. And you had all these people who met regularly and inspired and support each other. And then, like I said, you keep on going back and back and back. You get to um, Jesus, right? He mm -hmm. didn't do this alone. He got 12 people with whom he was very close to change the world. Um, and from that group, we obviously see all of the history was changed. Mm -hmm. But before that, as you pointed out, Joseph, we have Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle meeting regularly at the Agora to uh, exchange ideas and to, to, to connect with each other. And I think very often we can think backwards about it, that they were all individually great, and it just so mm -hmm. happened that great people came into a group and met with each other. My belief is that 
that, and I can see this in my own life, I become greater. And I think these writers and thinkers and mm -hmm. authors and artists, part of their greatness uh, is owed to them meeting regularly. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's this is a natural desire that we all have. And I think it's a good natural desire that if we can find it or maybe even curate it and create it, it will actually make us better. Now I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I'm gonna throw it to you guys to continue the conversation and but that's just kind of the intro of what we're talking about today and why we think it's so important yeah no that makes sense um yeah no i agree i agree on that i had um oh, what was it is it the idea that most people i mean not everybody but most people have this desire to um have a an imp some kind of impact on the world that is like you know i've made my mark i've made the world a better place in a lasting way we talk about that a lot is that's one of the um, seems to be a lot of the uh, what's behind the feeling of uh, ang the growing anxiety, depression uh, in modern society is that people are feeling like there's less of that. There's less opportunities to do that, less opportunities to make a lasting impact on the world in a way that's you can tangibly see and it's going to last. Um, and uh, so people have this innate desire for that. Um, and a lot of times people think we have this myth that um, you do that, you do it on your own, essentially. Yeah. And this is something that um, the book Bandersnatch um, by uh, author uh, Diana Glyer um, wrote when she was writing about the Inkling. She goes through an entire section about that. You know, most of the the greats that we think of typically uh, became great because they created a community or conditions which a lot of people could um, work together and uh, make each other better. Um, you know, Michelangelo is even, you know, he one of the great things he did was he created sort and, and is involved in a, a group of artists as well. Mm -hmm. And he started even, and that was one of his geniuses. And of course, the, and you know, even cheap talked about Thomas Edison, who, you know, people always debate about whether or not he was actually a great inventor or if he just stole other people's ideas. But she kind of says, actually, the whole point is his genius was creating an environment where geniuses could do genius work. That was mm. his genius. And so the, I, the, um, and so I think that that's that, that idea that like, oh, this, no, this is how you do it. If you do want to make an impact on the world in particular ways, you do that within a community of other people. Um, yeah. And, and that was something that, you know, you and I, when we met, <clears throat> um, we were kind of saying like, we, we both kind of had that vision, like, I knew again, I, before I met you, I actually like was ranting to my mom and saying, mom, pray that I find people in New York city that I can collaborate with. Cause I can't find people <laughs> to collaborate with who, you know, that in the deep, deep ways that I can do this in this yeah. way that, and you know, consistent that, ways and consistent ways that it's like, and, and New York city does work against that where it's like, you know, everything is so transient, everything, everyone is so busy. Um, yeah. So, so when I met you, we both like talking, it was like, oh, we can, we could do this with each other. And, and so we, we really did. We were like, kind of like, this is something we could do. Um, Nathan, uh, A, what, Ooh. what was your, when you, when uh, you first, how did you first kind of get here about, because uh, we brought you in a little bit later. Then, then, and uh, and what as was soon your as we realized we were no good at at producing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and what was sort of your attraction to this plot twist? I'm no good at it either. I don't even know why I'm called a producer. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Um, and and what as we started start talking about this, like what, what was what was your attraction to this kind of idea and and being a part of this group? Well, I mean, you know what's going to happen, Joe. I'm just going to say this. 
You asked me if you if I could help you edit the podcast. I said yes, and now I'm here. <laughs> That's the story. Roll credits. <laughs> okay. But that is a story, and that's actually true. But this actually goes to a deeper point of there. I actually think in when you have, we were talking about this before we started the show, when you have a small group, one of the things you want to do is people have purpose in the yeah. group. That your your giftings and your um, skill set finds a place where it's at home in that mm -hmm. group. Yes. And your particular personality, your skill set, your giftings fit so it made it so our group could be complete because we actually need different people with different skills. Yeah. Nathan, I'm curious, and I'm curious to both of you, what is the thing, because I want to explore this a little bit for our listeners, what do you think keeps us away? What, what do you, why do you think people mm -hmm. have a hard time finding this? Because I think everyone I've ever talked to wants to have a group, yes. wants a group of some kind. What, it, what do you think in this modern age, not just in New York City, but in New York City and beyond, makes it so hard for people? I think personally, Part of it is, I think it's a mix of fear and ego. And I think people mm. are letting their egos getting away of mm. connecting with other people. And I think part of that ego is fed by their fear that they need to do everything on their own. And so, Joe, yeah. you were talking about how people want to make an impact on the world. And that's great. And that's important. But I feel like sometimes people kind of downplay the importance of letting the world have an impact on you. Because like at the end of because at the end of the day, humanity is not done in a vacuum. Like we need each other, we yeah. do everything together, we learn how to be humans together. And so part of doing life together, part of being community, a key part of that is the give and take that comes from just like learning how to be unified with a person in front of you, learning how to get along with them, learning what makes them tick, and they learn how what makes you tick, and that whole give and take of how that relationship works, where it's like, okay, I want to do this. Will he hear me out? Oh, will he understand me? Okay, now will I understand him when he wants to do this thing? And like it's a whole it's that whole give and take. Yeah. And I think sometimes people forget about that or downplay that when they had to like try to make an impact in the world or like try to be the number one successful person or do whatever because they feel like they had to do everything on their own. But the, like you're just saying, the great people all have great people surrounding them as well. And so I and part of that comes from having the willingness to clash with these great people, to mm. understand with these people, to make time mm. for these other people and let these other people make time for you because that's how you learn that the world is so much bigger than you because otherwise you think the world is all on you everything's on your shoulders and then you put so much pressure on yourself to succeed and thrive or whatever that it all this kind of collapses on your shoulders and your back collapses because you ha can't handle it all you need other people to handle it with you and that's why community survives because everyone's doing their job their individual job to help the community thrive as a whole and the reason yeah. they're doing this individual job is not just that, so they can survive but because they know they're trusted and valued by the people around them saying, hey, we trust you to do this thing. You're great at it. Please do this thing, not just for yourself, but for the rest of us. And in the process, we'll get better and you will get better as well. So like, yeah, it's really just like, it's a group affair. I, well, but I just don't understand because Nathan, A, we've, and Joseph, we, we've never had any disagreements behind, <laughs> behind the scene. <laughs> oh yeah, never. <laughs> we've been one accord the entire time. There's never been personality clashes or anything. Our egos, a, our egos never got in the way at all. No. <laughs> Nathan A just like pl plays the clips like that he's recorded the last thing back. A smash cut. <laughs> That'll take all day. Um, so I like what you said, Nathan, about, because I, I totally, um, what, what many of the listeners might not realize is because there's this idea that some people are bent for community and others are not Ooh. right. There's some personalities click. Um, 
all of us here are like hyper individualist people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know that many of us are bent for community in yeah. the in what a lot of people would think, which is funny that we're here as a community talking about community. Yes. So I have my inclination is to go towards, I'm going to do it all on my own. I don't yep. need other people. Um, I would prefer to do it on my own because other people are in the way. I don't like dealing with them. Um, I don't trust other people, all these different things. But most of us here are, all of us, I'd say, are hyper individuals. Yes. Yes. Um, but- and, and, and if anything, ironically, I feel like some people, they like they are hyper individuals and I acknowledge that. But I think sometimes we downplay the fact that a hyper individualistic person can also be the most prone to have community because like we see that all the time in like in storytelling tropes where like you have the wolf, lone wolf character or whatever Batman, and like that lo- yes yes and like all the lone, lone wolf character always wants to finding a found family and batman's the most infamous of all the lone wolf dc the hero has the biggest has the biggest sidekick family not just robins but batgirls cassandra kane spoiler batwoman um li- uh, the signal that's the thing and the gcpd and azrael and Batwoman, and the Birds of Prey, and the Outsiders. We haven't even got into the Justice League. Yeah. He's a part of that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. No, but this is but this is exactly what I mean. Is I actually think being an individual is good. I think you'll be a better individual yeah. by being in community. As and yes. Nathan, you pointed this out. You said you have all these great people. It takes C.S. Lewis, right? He is an individual. He is famous and acclaimed on his own, but his individual work and status was made better by being in a group with other individuals. And I think that you're right. That's a big, hard step that blocks people a lot from being community is not wanting to. And there's other things, obviously, in in modernity that, that block this. But I think a lot of people are hesitant to be in a community because there's maybe a fear of losing their individual or not wanting to share time or not wanting to be open or humble enough to have input, those kind of things. Um, but as you said, indivi- you are made a better individual by being in a good community. Yeah. Batman is made better by having Robin, by having Superman, by having all these people around. Mm-hmm. Just like Sherlock Holmes is made better by having Watson there. Yes. You know, they don't become, Sherlock Holmes doesn't become less Sherlock Holmes because he has Watson there. He becomes more like him. And that was actually something that C.S. Lewis talked about with um, in um, is it when one of their inklings, I believe, he's like died. He said, you know, I I see less of Tolkien when without this person there. I see less mm. of my friends without, because there's a side of these friends that that only that person could bring out. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and what I think is interesting, I think you say something really excellent, Nathan, which is that is that fear and, and ego keep us away. And what's unique about the modern age is that we have the means to indulge our fear and ego. Where people no. didn't before. It was like, look, you you, you want to leave the tribe? Great. You die, you know, in yeah. previous eras. Yeah. And even not just not too far long ago, it's like, you know, you you had to have survive the farm life with your family. It's like, but we, now have, we have Uber Eats. Exactly. We have Uber Eats, you know, throughout the entire pandemic, just by participating in the economy from with remote work, for goodness sake, we were able to not need to interact with other people. And so people now, because in many ways, 
because we have the ability to indulge that um, ego and fear in ways that survival just prevented us from doing before. Um, and now with social media, just like, you know, you can get some of that hit community hit without mm -hmm. actually having community. And that's um, when yeah. all the anxiety skyrocket. Yes, yes. That it's was a cheap knockoff. Yeah. Yes. And, but um, but it does satisfy us. We don't feel the need as much. So that's where I think the thing about it. And, and um, uh, Gil Slipovetsky's book, Hyper Modern Times, does this talk about, about this aspect uh, uh, about just we have the means to indulge that now that we didn't before. Well, it's and so kind now of like it, what they've seen oh, in the East with pornography is no one's having sex or having kids. Yeah in the East because they have, because uh, mm -hmm. porn is so prevalent there. Yeah. And so it gives you that hit of intimacy mm -hmm. or sexual gratification without actually giving you what it's created for. Yes. I think that social media has done to community. It gives and, you a hit of it. And ironically, it makes you feel more alone in the long run, yes. in the long run because it gives you yes. that hit of what you need. It gives you all these alternative, alternative things, but then it just makes you feel all the more alone. And when yeah. you're that alone on a deep fundamental existential level, you're like uh, on an existential level. You're like a cornered rat, and a cornered rat. When they feel like uh, they're alone and they're cornered, and no one else is in their corner, they're going to see everyone and everything as a threat. Like all rationality mm, goes out the yeah. window. Oh, that's a they're good just point. trying their best to survive. So even if someone reaches out a hand to that rat to try to help them, they're going to lash back because they've been so uh, they have it so wired in their heads that they're truly, fundamentally, deeply alone that they won't see anyone and anything approaching them as a threat, and so they will not accept help. But they now will not accept connection, and so that's what happens when we indulge. In these things that we're talking about, these modern times, when it comes to indulging our individuality, we we go so deep in our own individualities that we start to think, oh, well, there's nothing beyond myself as an individual, and that's a scary thing, and that shouldn't be the case. And that's a good point. I like the yeah. point about the the fear because I think that's what keeps people. Because we talked a little bit about the ego and all that, but the, you're right. The fear makes you believe um, if you're open, authentic with yeah. other people. Um, vulnerable, let's say, mm -hmm. um, th there's a fear of not being accepted or, or being heard or being turned on, all those things. So it does take actually a little bravery yes. to be a part. And, you know, with social media, you can kind of curate that fear. So yeah. if, if it gets too much, you can either block someone or shut it off. But if you're, you know, in an actual community, it's much harder to do that. So social media feels safer, but it doesn't provide the fullness of what you actually were created to need. Mm -hmm. Just on my own, I'm not so Which is interesting, yes. yeah. No, and and part of this is that you know, um, so so to your point, Nathan, and that's again, we see a lot of rise of radicalism today because again, like you said, like you said, because we're not getting our needs met, like you said, Nathan, we then start to have negative emotions with no place to go and be, react like a cornered rat, and so mm -hmm. like that's so that's we so this is interesting point. So it's we're kind of in this dystopian environment. We talked about the sort of dystopias before um, and whether or not we live in a dystopia. And the kind of the point we ended with, which was a kind of funny one, was we kind of do live in a dystopia, but it's a dystopia we can opt out of if we choose, mm -hmm. but it takes intentionality. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we like, we have to decide, like, you know, you didn't have to, in order to be fit, you know, at a, in previous points in our history, you didn't have to go to the gym. I mean, you didn't, you were just, you know, working hard all the time. Now you yeah. have to actually go to the gym. And of course, yes. one of the, the things you have to overcome today is the lack of middle spaces in society. Because again, one of the ways, typical ways that like you can find, you know, your bosom friends, like if you were using Adam Green Gables references, you know, today. <laughs> you using, said friends. <laughs> you know, but yeah, community, you know, partners, pals, yeah. bros. Yes. <laughs> I think um, I prefer that to bosom friends. <laughs> but, <that's fine. laughs> but, but if we're going to find those kind of people first, 
you know, you you typically used to do that because you kind of knew people as acquaintances. Acquaintances before in middle spaces. Oh, they were someone you knew in your town, at your church, or yeah. at your school. And that's why people, it's easier when you're in school to make certain friends yep. and community because it's like, ah, I've seen them consistently every day for a certain amount of time. I know they share my values. I know they well, get my that's vibe. what you have. You, so we have a couple examples through you, Joseph, of different ways to do it right here. Because you met Nathan. I think you guys roomed yes. together, correct? <laughs> yeah. You guys were at school doing the yeah. same things, being in the same place, talking to about the same issue, all those things. So that formed that relationship. Yep. Yes, exactly. So yeah. get... what was that term you guys have used before? I've heard you use it before, continuity of narrative or something like yes. that. Yes, continuity of narrative. We went to the same college. We, you know, were roommates for a while. We went to the same parties. And like, I knew Nathan well enough. It's like, okay, I'm at a party. I'm with Nathan. If I don't know anybody else and don't like talking to anybody else, I know I will have a good conversation with Nathan. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to do that there. But I knew that because I was around him and often. And with you, Nathan, one, you know, I met you at a Christian film festival. Again, well, I, I want to create a differentiation here because most of the people who are listening right now aren't going to be in school. And yes. maybe they have some, still some school friends. So this is interesting what happens when you're out in the real world right. and you're not, let's say you don't get along with everyone at work. Yes. If you do, great, you know, skip this part. But, <laughs> uh, but most people, they're, uh, their coworkers just coworkers, and they're in the real world. They yeah. can try to go to church. Maybe it's hard to connect with people there. Joseph, how did we meet yeah. to ultimately form this? Well, so it's funny because yeah. I, I, I had, um, I got one of my professors actually in college hooked me up with a, um, a, a Bible study in the a ministry Bible study in the city for um, uh, people in media who are interested in the entertainment industry. So I first was like, okay, so these are people who share both my religious values and my interest in, you know, entertainment movies and the arts. And so then I, with them, got together and I made a short film with it with uh, one of our, our dear friends from there. I met Rich Swingle. I met and I worked on a, a, a short film with him. And then we ended up taking that short film to a film festival because it got nominated there. And then from there, you know, he introduced me to you because you guys worked together. And it had been worked together before. Uh, he referred to you guys as one of his screen children. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, then, um, and so that's how we met. So then when you were in the city, you're like, hey, I know this, Joseph. I know that, you know, we share certain values and interests. We can get together. And and so finding the, that place of like, oh, this is a place in the city where, again, I met no witch swingle because I went to several of those meetings and Bible studies. I saw him over a period of time. I knew we clicked and we hung out so that was another middle space that we're able to get to know people that i could then allow me to meet you eventually well and i like this idea of middle space that you talk about because we all want friends especially friends who have things in common with us mm -hmm. um and this is hard it proves hard for uh, all of us and so what you were kind of pointing out in in the way because you know you and, and nathan a met at school that makes sense but that's not as possible once we get out. Exactly. So we have to find those middle spaces and be willing to go to those middle spaces yes. and invest and engage and reach out. Um, and once you find your friends, you never have to go again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out, peace. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but you, you do have to engage and go and meet people in places and groups where people who are interested in the same things you are, have the same values yes. as, as you do in the same places as you live. Um, you have to go there and be, like you said, intentional in finding those. Yes. And that is, I would say, one of the first tips and tricks and, about how to- And repetitive over time. Like you have to go to, like spend a lot of time there before you actually find those. 
Yes. Yes. Well, that, yes. Go, um, <laughs> well, go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything. I was just saying oh, okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this is like my guilt side coming out. Oh my gosh, I'm talking too much. He hasn't spoken enough. Go, go speak more. No, but well, so this is the other thing. So, so then what? So this is the first thing. Yes, you have to have a middle space. So you find those. You have to do it intentionally. Whatever you're doing, you have to do intentionally because the world doesn't do it for you. Find those middle spaces and do those intentionally. Go to those middle spaces intentionally. Until you meet someone, it takes a lot. <laughs> it takes a lot. Once you do meet someone and some people, you know, what, um, once you do find those people, what do you do then? Like, what's is like a two in order yeah. to in order to um, make that community happen and then retain and maintain that over time? So I can I can speak to this because um, I feel that I was taught this very well by my mother, uh, whom probably um, a few of our listeners might know. But she talked about something. Uh, she talks a lot in her work in her books about um, place and creating mm. place, and what she means by this is fostering a space and, and she, physically um, where things can take place, a life-giving environment. And by the way, this doesn't have to be the Taj Mahal. This doesn't have to be, you know- It certainly wasn't park. for us. Yes, it certainly wasn't. <laughs> but having that philosophy in my head, you know, part of our stories, we started this during the pandemic when we all felt very separated. And we could have done this, um, we could have started this via Zoom. I don't know if it would have- built to where it is now if we just done this via zoom i think there was something about starting this where we were together and so what we did is i opened up my teeny apartment and people don't realize that i'm not being exaggerative when i said <laughs> teeny apartment. guys there were more people than there were seats but we figured it out <laughs> we eventually had to get nathan a a special nathan chair <laughs> but it was it was, and you see this throughout all of the different groups, there was somewhere particular that they would all be, where they would feel yeah. comfortable and safe in, a physical space, I mean. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's where the group was able to grow and be watered and connect uh, out of that space. So for us, it was my teeny apartment in New York that barely had enough seats, yeah. but we always had food, we always watched movies, and we all, always laughed and had fun. That was all it took. So it doesn't take something crazy, you know, for the for the Inklings. It was a uh, a pub. They're down the street pub in Oxford. And if you've been there, this is not fancy. This is not crazy. This is a an old yeah. British uh, dingy. I mean that in a good way. Pub where you picture just... a British pub, you know, in your in your imagination. That is what it was. Now stop. Do not change perception of that pub at all. That is correct. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, but. It wasn't magic. It was just a space where everyone felt safe, welcomed, where that could happen. And so, you know, you again, the studio, the the group that used to mm -hmm. meet, they literally had an art studio. That's why they called it the studio where they would meet up. Um, and I don't know what else. I don't know all of what they would do. So don't look too deeply. <laughs> it was you don't have to emulate all life. the aspects of these people. I guess. Yes, it was the 60s. But they would meet up and hang out in a place. So Find a place, and that's going to look different for everybody, right? Maybe it's a library or a cafe or an apartment or a house mm -hmm. or a backyard, but find a place where you can physically be together um, consistently, regularly. Yes. Um, that, to me, is really important. So what do you guys, in that kind of idea, do you find that's important? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, there, it's a simple truth, but there is something important and impactful about just having the boundary of de dedicating a specific place for a specific thing. Even if it's just simply as this space is dedicated to us being friends and us engaging with each other and us being ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
like just again getting biblical on us this is like what you see in the bible like all the way back from like the god uh tasking the israelites with making a temple where people can, where he mm. can like making this making a space where he can come and show himself to the priest there all the way up to the new testament where the holy spirit shows up in the upper room like there is something important yeah. about like this space is dedicated to this our home is dedicated to this or like even just a trope of like again um or like again talking about tropes even just a trope of like a group of high school kids or a group of friends in like some 80s movie going to the treehouse to play or like going to their yes. hangout after school like there is something very important to just having a space where you can be yourself with mm -hmm. other people well I the I'll, fortress of solitude yes exactly one well, and the, i'll say the justice league watchtower <laughs> yes yes exactly well, the and this is I'll say a couple things. You know, a dedicated place, dedicated times. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, commitment. You, you know, a commitment to the commitment to space, commitment to time, and uh, uh, same um, vision and purpose. Dedicated mm -hmm. vision and purpose. So dedicated time, place, and purpose. So because you know, so again, we we dedicate. We're like you know, one night a week, we are going to do this podcast. <laughs> you know. And but we're the podcast not... became the minority of what we did. It was video games and movies and talking till midnight, mm -hmm. you know. But, but it was but... that ag agreement essentially. Yes, exactly. So we're saying, look, we're gonna like we're gonna do this, and we're going to not do other things so that we can do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, if you have an opportunity to do something else Thursday nights. Now, obviously, you know, exceptions happen. Of course, but but uh, exceptions aside, no, we're gonna do this every week. And it's, yes. you know, pe people do make fun of, this is sort of like a, a thing that, you know, uh, girls make fun of with guys. It does seem to be a bit more with guys than it is with girls. But for both, I think that this is helpful. But, you know, like they, there's a joke. I mean, like, and girls on TikTok will say, guys, like in or when you become best friends with somebody, you don't need to start a business together. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like but, 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 but we well, do. Don't worry. Though. We've made almost no money. But, <laughs> so everyone yeah. take but like, but there is something about having a purpose yes. um, beyond just friendship. They're saying, like again, the Inklings. They're saying we're this is for help to a writers group. Yes. <laughs> so it's like we're we're helping each other with our writing. So we're actually producing something that this group is not uh, not just the time we spend, but we can see from this group. Oh, here's more writing that uh, we created from it. You know the. Uh, again, Michelangelo. It's like here's art that we made. The the uh, the yes, uh, and and so the central movement and vision. Even if it's not totally articulated, if we're all moving towards something. By the way, yes. that doesn't have to be a huge podcast, or we're no. going to save the world from Thanos. That can be as little as we're going to, you know, book build. Uh, yeah, exactly. Finish a book, build a birdhouse, work on a car, try to take over the world. But having those things that that kind of gravitational pull towards. Um, continuancy of building something. Yes. Yeah, because again, that's unity just... is impactful. Unity changes the world, and unity starts by everyone being on the same page and dedicating themselves to like one big or small thing. And like again, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Like if it's just, like you were saying, like you opened up your small little space, but like so much multiplied just from doing that. The same way Jesus multiplied the kids' fish, fishes and loaves when yeah. he gave that to him. So like there is something to be said about like starting small, but like. But by focusing on that small thing, so much more can multiply and grow from that. Oh, I mean, listen, I have friends who met their spouses by regularly, go and you're going to laugh at this, but this is like one of the most popular ways guys make friends now and get community, by going and playing video games. They yeah. met their spouses online and they had a common goal, you know, defeat the enemy, whatever it might be, whatever game they were playing. 
and that brought in, but it's regular and they yeah. did it to the degree. Now they're married. That's insane, but it works. It doesn't have to be, um, but, but start a podcast. Why not? You know, or something like it really does help to have one common thread that keeps you coming back, building something together. Exactly. Consistency is key. Yeah. I mean, so I think, I think that that's, I think a lot of times people, you know, people miss that piece of it. So people miss the dedication because again, like in New York city, FOMO is everything. Am I missing out on something else? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, if I, if I dedicate this to every week, am I going to miss out on something? And the, the truth is you're never going to have anything if you don't dedicate yourself to continuity of narrative to something. So, you know, pick some, whatever you could, it doesn't matter what you pick. I mean, it matters a little bit what you pick, you know, but like, but, uh, <laughs> but whatever you pick doing it consistently, but then people often seem like they, to me, they miss this piece, which is that you're built for purpose. And so the deepest yeah. relationships and the relationships that you're going to want to dedicate yourself to are, and, and, and will be willing to do that too. Oftentimes will be ones where you will say, yeah, we can both dedicate ourselves to something else. Our group is about building something else and something that you're all passionate about doing Bigger that than you. with. Yeah. Yes. And well, so find and C.S. So, Lewis, the, the inkling said uh, about friendship, being uh, kind of articulating with the most important and deepest friendships, uh, how they were born is run mm. towards something amazing and beautiful. I'm obviously um, paraphrasing. Um, and you'll look over and see someone else running that direction as well. And you will say, do you want to run together? And all of us were, we all loved creativity and art and thought and thinking and figuring out the world. We also loved our faith. And so we decided to run together. Yes. Um, and, to, and to do it on a podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. We were all running in the same directions. Um, and so we decided to run together. Also, one quick tip is, I know this is funny, but I think it's actually important. Have food. I know that's really <laughs> but I do think there's something about gathering around food. It, again, you know, as you guys would know, we would get on kicks. We'd make the same meal for like months at a time every Thursday you know, whether it's chili or spaghetti, whatever it was, but just gathering together around food, having food or drink, it helps. So yeah. Just consider that, you know. And again, some... that's a very biblical image. I uh, think back to like how, mm. the, how the Bible describes the kingdom of God. And they literally describe the kingdom of God as a big banquet where literally everyone has a place at the table. And what that means is not only can you come and be fed, but you can come and be yourself. You can come and be accepted. Yeah. You can come and engage. Age. And yeah, you just have a place there where you're not forgotten or neglected and you can be filled up to like how much ever you need and even more so till your cup runneth over. You're being filled up physically, mentally, emotionally. Yes. Um, and also a uh, big shout out to uh, Kelia who provided us <laughs> most of the meals. So I got, <laughs> yeah. got to give her some, some cred. So, you know, also, you know, find a wife who will make you food. That's great. And, <laughs> and if you're single, friend. if you're single, find a married couple who will yeah. make you food. Yeah. Get, a, get adopted by a married couple. Yes. yes. There, there's Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> but but the married friends are much cheaper. Yes, um, that's true. But, no, but that's, that's something that I think is, and I think for me, what's interesting here is that um, what we're describing is just being um, uh, satisfying and utilizing. I'm, there's a word I'm missing here, but it's um, uh, all parts of our humanity. Because again, mm -hmm. we're built for friendship and camaraderie and community. And we're also built for a purpose that builds something lasting and we're built to share food around a table we're built Nathan for share food Nathan, yeah. <laughs> good night folks yeah.
Um, we're built and and if you want to have like a community um where you do you change the world where you build something and build something together all things you know integrating more parts of your humanity into it yeah is a really important thing and having and part of your humanity is consistency across time because again who you are is the sum of who you were yesterday who you are today and who you're going to be and that's part of our humanity that's often uh, lacking and so finding ways to integrate all these parts of your humanity as sort of as a survey like you know having middle spaces so you can meet those people doing that intentionally going and um you know creating finding those people exactly fi- creating finding people who are running in the same direction as you have the same goals building those consistency of time space and narrative to work on those goals together and to share those life and continuity of narrative together that's all integrating parts of your humanity um into yourself Yes. And, and on that, this will be my the last thing we can wrap up. You guys can have your, your your last thoughts. But I will say I would be remiss if I didn't say one thing that we didn't mention for that kind of holistic humanity part. We mentioned food, we mentioned place, we mentioned talk and purpose. Um, I know this is funny, but I can't believe I, I didn't think of it. Have fun. Like oh, no. fun <laughs> into your group. Listen, we we wanted to start off the podcast and be super serious and talk about <laughs> it just didn't happen because we were having fun. It was never going to happen. We were always going to laugh. We were in, listen, we talk about serious things and think deeply, but it was always going fun was always going to be there because we had fun together and it was laughing and joy. And that was part of what kept me coming back is I, I had fun. Yeah. Um, we played video games oftentimes afterwards. We would laugh about stuff and tell jokes sometimes as much as we would talk about deep things uh, so whatever it is make sure you have fun i know that's a little funny but you know our tagline is having fun thinking deeply and if you'll notice if you if you're one of the original listeners you go back and you'll see our original um <laughs> logo was like this serious dark room um uh light bulb and then all of a sudden you'll notice the progression the evolution to now it looks it's like a cartoon light bulb yes. that is mm-hmm. that looks like either the simpsons or mcdonald's and it's not because we don't take ourselves seriously it's because we want to make sure that people that this is a place of fun and brightness and joy and that's an important aspect i think i'll just tag that on top of the things to make sure well no, that, that's that's I, mean, I think that's one of the ways that you know that um uh that you know you're running in the same direction is yeah <laughs> is it is it joyful do you have fun doing this again like there's purpose and purpose can be a solemn thing but if you're not having fun while doing it if you're not you know again you're one of those if there's big, chemistry yeah yes you know one of the the um big uh predictors of of divorce but at least according to one study one guy uh is that you know if somebody looks at a bird and one of the partners looks at the bird and says, oh, like, that's beautiful. And the other person doesn't also kind of rolls their eyes about it. It's like that relationship is probably not going to last because we don't find the same mm-hmm. things beautiful, find things, same things funny that you don't like enjoy yeah. doing it. Then how is that relationship going to last? So, yeah, no, that's that's um, so, yeah, that's like that's that's sort of part of how, you know, uh, one of the reasons that's that's a good point. No, it's true. And that was one of the reasons we sort of changed our tagline. We did the tagline have fun thinking deeply wasn't originally. Yeah, I was, I was, I was throwing out a few of them. Like one of my early favorite ones was, you know, say the only cult that wants you to think more, not less, you know, my very favorite. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I, I kept going longer (laughs) than just to annoy you a little bit, but like, but when we, let's say they have fun thing to do, we're like, this is what we do. Like this is, and this is why we're doing it. So yeah, that's really important. Um, so yeah, Nathan, a, like any, anything that we've missed, uh, to that people should know about, 
um, how to build this kind of community if that's what they want to do. Well, at the end of the day, like anything else, what you get out of something is what you put into it. And so if you're part of a community mm-hmm. will, that either won't let you put your humanity into it or you just mm-hmm. choose not to put your humanity into it, you're not getting much out of it. And so you'd be better off finding another thing. But I think another thing that's important to note as well is like, yes, surround yourself with people you have chemistry with who like you, who share the same values with you, but also don't be afraid to let them challenge you. And part yes. of how they challenge you is by just, and part of how you can be challenged by them is just learn to acknowledge and accept and even learn to value their differences from you. And like let, and also let them challenge you to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Like coming on to a podcast and talking in front of a bunch of people when you're not really into doing that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, I wonder who could ever be in that sort of situation right now. The things I do for love. I know it's crazy to you guys out there, but we're not all exactly alike. There's some differences here. Oh if you yeah. It. But that's a wonderful thing because our differences I, work. Th- yeah. That's that's anything I have to say is that the, the courage to keep coming back, mm. even if yeah. the last time you were hanging out together, you know, you got challenged in ways that made you really uncomfortable. That never mm. happened to us. <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> and that's when they say when they mean commitment again, like the 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 um di- uh, Dr. Jonathan Haidt has talked about the one of the problems, the things that has made us so lonely is the fact that we are reacting to being challenged and being uh, and by people by leaving instead of yeah. keeping staying. And that's one of the things I've had to grow as a person to do is that even if this person says something that makes me mad, I'm going to keep coming back. So yeah, one hundred percent, Nathan. That's I. I we would be remiss if we didn't I choose include to, that. I choose to value you over my annoyed feelings right now. Yes. Yeah, because you know that the longevity changes into better individuals by being yeah. a part of this. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone got some things out of that and encourages you. You can find community. You might have to start it. I hate to tell you, all you <laughs> introverts out there. Um, <laughs> I, we, you know, we did. I had to open yeah. my and people had to come. It's scary, but do it. It's so, so worth it. If you want to change the world, find some other people to change the world mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, blesses, curses. Yeah, so blesses curses, which as you know, guys know, if you've been w- listening to us for a hundred fifty episodes, three years, maybe less. Uh, then, I feel like um, we should buy someone like a you know a gift card if they've listened to every episode. We, we should have some sort of test or yeah. quiz. That that or, would that, that wouldn't be a really easy uh, thing to game system to game. It's like yeah, exactly. But the problem is I I forget now what episode you <laughs> yes. so I couldn't pass my own test. Yeah. No, no. Someone's actually listened to every, all of the episodes. We just send them a written letter of apology. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> we we give them the number of a psychiatrist. Yes. <laughs> I hope you're okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yes, yeah, so our blessings and curses, where we take a work of art, media, or resource related to our topic and bless it, recommend it for further reading or viewing, um, or a curse where we take an example and say, uh, don't don't. Don't do this. Uh, don't don't engage with this. This is bad for you. Um, uh, and so uh, um, it's, I'm sure somebody this is going to have a Barbara Streisand effect where there's going to be people who like watch and listen to read our our, our curses uh, just because we pointed them out. But it's OK. We have fun. Um, so, uh, yes. So, Nathan, uh, do you have uh, Nathan one? Excuse me. Uh, do you have uh, blesses Thank and you. or curses for us today? 150 episodes and he's finally getting it. <laughs> I, know, I can't believe I've blessed 149 things. Um, geez. I so the one that pops into my mind, th- there's a lot of good ones. Um, the one that pops into my mind is a movie uh, about 
C.S. Lewis, who you mm. hear us quote a lot here, um, but it's called The Most Reluctant Convert. And it's a story of his life, but one of the most important parts of his life, which I think they display very well, is um, the Inklings that we've talked about here today and the effect that it has yeah. on his uh his mind, his work, and his faith. And it, it shows you this individual who is um, so changed and made whole, made wholer um, by being a part of this community and the effect that community can have on someone and someone as great as Lewis. So uh, yeah, check it out. It's great. Um, it's, a, it's a little movie out of England and I think it's uh, worth watching. Um, as far as curse... I promised myself by this point I, I'd have my curse. I just jump <laughs> in the episode not knowing. And I'm trying to think of like something that's like super individualistic and cool. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe the antidote to that would be um, people's obsession with the catcher in the rye. It's like, guys, it's not, look, look how badly it ended up for the guy who is totally a loner. It's not cool to be a loner. By the way, I'm saying this to someone who, who still has an inclination just to be a total <laughs> loner mm -hmm. i want to do that because i like that image of myself in my mind that's where i'm the most comfortable mm -hmm. uh, but yeah don't go to books like catching the rye and, and try to be like that he dies in the end by his own <laughs> you need people they make you better um and as loathes as i am to say it uh we we do i need people so <laughs> i hate it i don't enjoy that i need people but i'm glad that i do um because it makes my life better in almost every metric so mm -hmm. um I guess the catcher in the rye is that yeah that works you can cool. do that you can curse catcher in the rye you'll you won't I offend read anybody it. <laughs> well okay that maybe that that's a problem <laughs> <laughs> um, at least i'm honest yeah no as don't a, be as a wise man once said don't knock it till you try it that's true okay i'll i'll, I'll tentatively curse it and then i'll go yeah. read it maybe and let you know <laughs> well I'll, I'll back you up here for a minute which is that uh c.s lewis again bringing this guy up again uh, he said that one of the best ways to judge a book is by its readers. Okay. So if you're going to judge, if you're going to judge Catcher in Rye by its most of its fans, that's not a bad. I mean, good. Yeah, I'm I'm in safe territory. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there. You're welcome, Nathan. Yes, uh, <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, Nathan A. Um, what about your blesses and curses? Wait, did Nathan already bless something? I totally missed that. Bet. Yes, and we really. And one of the other things about building communities is pay attention to each other. Nah. Just first, so much, and people don't listen. <laughs> yeah, Nathan uh, definitely. Uh, he 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 has to listen to us again when he records this. Yeah. <laughs> when he, when he uh, so that, so he could he gets a pass. Um, so uh, but yeah, uh, okay. So I'll start with my curse, and to preface this, um, I'm going to also mention that. Another good example of like tropes and fiction that example that embody what we're talking about is the whole found family trope of like okay mm -hmm. these group of misfits yeah. these group of like um irregular people are coming together and making their own community where they accept each other and so the movie I'm cursing is the first Suicide Squad movie because I feel like they do a lousy job Ooh. of doing this mostly because the whole movie is just bad writing but like it also yeah. just fails at the fundamental level of like failing to be a found family movie because these misfits these super villains that come together. Are supposed you're supposed to like root for them coming together and like see how the much they need each other and rely on each other and make each other complete. But like the movie just doesn't really execute well. Like you don't really yeah. see much much chemistry between them and they don't really have many like deeper interactions. For most of the movie, they're just like making quips, annoying each other, fighting things. And like they had that one scene of the bar where they start to get kind of deep and start to get along with each other, but then like 
by the time that happens, like not long after that, we get to a climax of the movie and they're already like, oh yeah, we're family, be right or die together, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you guys just barely got what? to love each other. And like, you yes. did nothing to convince me to make me believe you are a family. I totally agreed. Good curse. That, that's an excellent point. No, and again, it is sort of endemic of our society that again, like this is an ideal we want, but we don't know how to get it. We don't mm-hmm. want to actually put yeah. the work in to actually, because, and the whoever, unless it was really massacred in the editing room like you know mm. david ayer you know uh claims um but you know whoever made it didn't know how what does it actually take to get to that point um yeah. so yeah that makes sense so what was so what's your bless now okay so as the anime fan i feel like i remorse yes. remiss if i did not mention the gold standard when it comes to this is the popular anime one piece now, in fairness, yes. there's, a, there's a lot of anime that does a great job of exploring this, of, like, the whole concept of finding your true self within a context community, usually the main character being a quirky self, finding a cast of quirky characters, and they learn to, like, challenge each other, accept each other, and grow together, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can see that a lot of shonen anime, lots of anime aimed at, like, younger audiences in general, but One Piece is, like, the gold standard when it comes to this, because the whole premise is, okay, the main characters is this group of quirky pirates, and, like, and these, it's each member of this crew have been rejected by the world, forgotten by the world, or just, like, flat-out hated or, like, rejected or whatever. Mm. And, like, not even by virtue of being pirates. That came afterwards. It's just by virtue of being the weird, quirky selves. I mean, one guy's a skeleton. One guy's a talking reindeer. Another guy's a cyborg. Or, like, and, like, one Anime is weird, guys. And it's wonderful. (laughs) And it's wonderful. Wonderfully weird. I mean that in a good way. Yes. Yes, yes. By the way, I was introduced to anime through this community yep <laughs> you're welcome we're new stuff guys mm-hmm. well yeah yeah the whole point is like these characters were forgotten and uh, rejected by the world but then the main character who wants to be king of the pirates is like hey he go basically handpicks each person is like hey i see your talents i see your value i think you're cool mm. i want to sail around the world with you help, like help, let me give you a person purpose like make help me become pirate king because cool. he realized like he, he wanted to be a great person but he instantly knew he needed a crew to back him up in order to become the king of the pirates so he's like you 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 come join this adventure with me because i think you're awesome and i want to ride with you i want to like celebrate life with you i want to live together with you on this boat who like uh uh, uh, again like another dedicated space to where these people can like have fun and like ride or die together is on this boat to the point where the boat is almost considered Mm -hmm. its own crew member and like he's like yeah come on this boat with me come like come live with me basically like in every sense of the world every sense of the word and each main character and each of the characters on his crew are like, okay, yeah, sure. And just because of that, we dedicate ourselves to you. And not only are we going to be our real selves with you, not only going to be our quirky selves, not going to be not only going to be our weird selves, but we're also going to challenge ourselves to grow and develop so we can be the strong people you need us to be in order to wow. become the king of the pirates. It's like, yeah, I'm going to lean into my strengths, but I'm also going to learn how to short my weaknesses. So that way we can be the best we could possibly be to make you better because we love being on this ship with you we love you we love everyone with us and we love how you accept us when the rest of the world will accept us to the point where we will literally fight the world to protect each other it has like every everything we we're talking about today it has yeah. place the, the ship it has um everyone has, has unique ability and purpose it has an overarching purpose of what they're doing together it has it's that's awesome so mm-hmm. uh, say it one more time for the listeners the title the anime is one piece nice yeah 
uh, the pirate with the stretchy arms. Yes, I will. I will, yes, I will say it's a very, very long investment. It's a journey to watch on its own, and so like I understand with most people out there are very intimidated by it, and but I will also consistency. Yes, hundred yes, percent. And like, if you dedicate yourself to that consistency, it'll be so worth the journey. That's all I'm gonna, all you're gonna say. I will say just from personal experience, you will be surprised how many people are really starved for a purpose. You know, and acceptance is like I found yeah. that when I was at King's, like just like saying, "Hey, let's make movies together." Like people who are just like, you know, even when I was like, I was down on myself and and I I was having bad time at school, and there are people still around saying, "Hey, are you going to make another project?" Like because mm-hmm. I like want to be around somebody who's who's got a purpose, and that's yep. so like be that you know being being one piece being the pirate king like that mm-hmm. that's if, if you were looking for that somebody you might find people who are who are willing to do that with you. Yes, um, and, on, and on a personal level, this circles back to the question you asked me before about why you, I joined you guys was in the middle of a pandemic when nothing else was going on, you gave me something to do, and I stuck around ever since. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Boom. Yes. Ah, right. uh, perfect. Bang, fade out. Roll credits. All right, so I will do my blesses and curses. Um, It is, it, it is interesting. It, it is hard to find uh, works of art and movies and resources that deal with this well even well or badly what well, all the things we're talking mm. about um where it's where it is again it's like intentional community across time around a purpose um and so like you know I, i'm bringing back some old favorites first of all i'm gonna bless the movie bandersnatch because uh, i mentioned at the beginning because there's that, a movie no no it's the book the book oh 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 <laughs> wow wow i know this is more happening up here yeah. no one can trust anything we say ever again no it's the book it's the book uh they should be a movie about them there should be a movie about the inklings but the movie bandersnatch which the book bandersnatch gosh i did it again oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is profiling the inklings and showing what they were like and how they made each other better and then at the end mm. talks about how what you can do to recreate that in your own lives it's amazing it's an easy read and it's such a life-giving read particularly for fans of these people seeing how lewis and tolkien made each other better um mm. and and all these people and what they did and one of the things they talk about in there which i say is that um a group that is um challenging without silencing because that's one of the things they did is they they were wow, like if if true. you they challenged each other a lot but they still made it possible for you to say your piece and feel validated for saying your piece um and where they didn't you know that's when the group started to die so that's a whole other thing but we'll um but they that's but they, so it's a great book for 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 if you do want to recreate this magic uh going there um the mo- movie that does this the best that I've seen in terms of a showing what this looks like um i would say is the movie tag which is really it's yeah. it's a it, it's a movie about a bunch of guy friends who dedicate themselves to playing tag like you know and and, and one game of tag throughout this in, for for eight years and and they come always come back together and again that's a, we talk about a small purpose you know that yes. that keeps the group of together a group together you know um and they go through crisis because somebody says that they're going to stop playing the game and and i think if you want to get like a, a silly funny picture again it's john ham and jeremy renner and like a, a bunch of other like you know fun kind of just guys that that's that it really um, is good i really, yeah <laughs> it's it's by that, the way we watched it at one of our yes nights <laughs> um so that's i guess it, it just it gets that across the spirit better than most other things that i've seen um, oh, on a similar note game night Oh my gosh, yes. yes, game night. How could I forget that? One of the best 
comedies That's I've a, ever seen in recent years. Those, those, those two movies came right at this time. They, they're just both really fun. Yep. Yeah. No, and they also, again, and they get a bit more explicit about that. It's like they come, people come together for game night so that they can have this community. And um, yes. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll retroactively bless that as part of it. Uh, um, curses. Um, again, there's a lot, a lot of movies that that uh, do this at all. So doing it badly is is a little hard. Um, but I will say, sort of on the uh, subject of Nathan's, um, I was like, I'm gonna curse Greatest Showman. Like I, oh, I, 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 the music is good, but Beautiful. again, yes. but but again, when you get to the story, they're trying to artificially create this magic of this found community that suddenly has a purpose. But again, they they don't know how to actually portray the characters in a beyond a shallow way or their needs, mm. what it actually looks like to validate people in a way that makes them feel validated, what it mm. actually looks like to give people purpose. It it really all comes across as shallow as they're articulating it, which means that it doesn't um, give you a picture of what that actually looks like in, in yeah. real life. Um, practical steps to achieve and so, and so it just ends up feeling feeling sort of a, a shallow ideal um totally. which i which i was I, I was disappointed in um, basically and, folks if you want to watch more found family stuff watch more anime yeah i mean i feel like <laughs> yeah. there's it's kind of kind of uh, kind of true kind of true um i had another one that i i couldn't think thought thought of but i i don't remember what it is now so i think that that's pretty that's a pretty good that's pretty good. Pretty one good. Yeah, we got yeah. some good bosses and curses in there. <laughs> yeah, we got it. All right. So um, thank you everyone so much for joining us. Again, it's three years and 150 episodes. <laughs> we are so happy that people listen to us, us because it gives us an excuse to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and- I do want to say real quick, I we do need to thank all of you who listen. It wouldn't be, you are part of the community in a different, yes. you know, out there. And we want you to go make your own communities too. Yeah. But it, we really couldn't couldn't have done this without um all of you being here and listening we really can't still can't believe that you come and listen to us like, and i literally i really can't <laughs> i i, I gave you guys a week yeah i, I look at the, at the you know statistics every week and i'm going why are people listening to us and of course when 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 we're feeling really full of ourselves after a really good episode where we know why you listen to us and we're like yeah why isn't everybody listening to us but most of the yeah. time most of the time we're like exactly yeah this is one of those two extremes um but no thank you again yes thank you so much it, it really um uh the fact that you are part of our community you're part of the people who say yeah we are interested in talking about these ideas together and, and so if any of you you know want to talk about like the, the things that you talk about and 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 some of the conversations that have uh sprung out of this we'd love to hear those um so if you do want to get in touch with people do want to get in touch with us and talk to about that or talk about things that they'd like us to talk about more on the podcast or talk about their own experiences of community both good and bad and their attempts to try something like this nathan uh where can they go nathan one where can they thank go you, thank you they can go to the overthinkersjournal.com and they can send us all their love and hate mail uh you can also join um if you're looking for other overthinkers maybe you'll find one in your area at, at our overthinkers private group on facebook called the overthinkers you just never know but you're in but it's a lot of people interacting around the same desires and the same trajectory of thinking deeply about the world and and everything that uh and and all the different things in life so please join the group online please check out the website um, I would ask Nathan A where people can get in touch with him, but <laughs> the fail mission. If people want, if you want to find me, 
look behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Of a scary movie. Uh, (laughs) But if you want to get in touch with me, you can visit NathanClarkson.me or you can uh, find my my me on any of the socials that Nathan just search my name, Nathan Clarkson. Uh, Joseph. You can find me at josephholmstudios.com. You can find me at any of the socials as well. I'm also regularly writing uh, culture criticism and movie reviews at religionunplugged.com. I also have a piece on Hollywood dystopias uh, at Relevant Magazine. Uh, Yeah, I I just want to say that, you know, the Facebook, as a plug for the Facebook group, that is one of our attempts to kind of create a middle space for you guys is like, you know, of people who are like-minded enough to you that you might be able to find your, your people to create your your own little group with um if if that's possible um so yeah so we're grateful for people everybody who's part of that um and we're grateful for you being part of um part of our 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 group and our journey um so here's to another uh three years um another 150 uh, episodes whether you like it or not also not like it (laughs) and And remember If it's, if it's worth, worth thinking, thinking about, 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 it's worth, it's worth overthinking, overthinking about. about. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>